0: This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Lane. On this podcast, I chat with dreamers and doers about all things life, style, and everything in between. Because style is more than what's at the surface. It's self-expression, creativity, and stepping into who you are. Hello, hello, wonderful friends. I hope you're having an amazing Thank you so much for being here today, listening to the podcast. This is a great episode, and I'm so excited to share it with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review. It really, really means the world to us, and it helps our podcast grow. So this is the conversation that I had with Pia Thompson. Pia is a New York-based lawyer turned home organizer. She is the real deal you guys are going to love listening to this conversation she shares not only some really really practical home organizing tips about how to make your home a space that you love how to do that when you have children in the house gives some very very actionable steps for that but she also really gets into kind of the root causes of unorganized spaces and you know what are some of the beliefs that we might have that are leading us into this you know chronic cycle um, so she talks about that. She talks about just lessons that she's learned um, as she's moved through kind of that experience of going from a lawyer to now um, living this life as a home organizer that is so fulfilling to her. Um, and, you know, a lot of what she shared really hit home with me. And I think it's really going to hit home with many people listening. So I'm I'm elated to share this conversation. Um, I know that today, finishing this conversation, I'm so eager to go back and listen again and maybe take some notes. because. She is a teacher and she really, really brought it to this conversation. So I hope you enjoy, and without further ado, Pia Thompson. Hello, hello, how's it going? It's going great, I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here and chat through some things today. Tell me, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Okay, so my name is Pia Thompson. I kind of don't like to label myself. I feel like I'm always growing and doing different things and kind of I wake up on a day and I'm like, maybe I'll go do this, maybe I'll go do that. But that all being said, um, I'm a home organizer. Um, That's my job. I'm also a mom. Um, I'm also a lover of all things fun. I love to laugh. Uh, I love music. I love travel and exploring and adventure, and I'm super duper into personal growth. Um, And so that's why the work that I do um, really connects with my soul, because I love helping people live better lives.
0: Mm, That's awesome. Um, And I want to hear a lot more about specifically kind of what that looks like for you. But first, kind of explain to me. So you are a lawyer turned organizer. How did that kind of come to be? So
1: it's probably long overdue, actually. (laughs) I think the turning should have happened years before. Um, But that came to be because I wasn't living an authentic life for a very, very Mm -hmm. long time. And um, that happened because I finally got enough courage or the universe was just like, stop fooling around. (laughs) You know, I don't, it just felt like I had no other choice at the time. At the time it felt like this is what I have to do. I have to leave. And to be honest with you, I always hated practicing law. And I know hate is a strong word. And honestly, I try not to use it in my everyday life, but it applies (laughs) because I really, I did not like law since law school. And Mm. I went to law school and became a lawyer so that I could make a lot of money and be quote unquote successful um as defined by everybody else apparently except for me <laughs> so <Yeah>. so <laughs> once i got to a place where i just felt like the life i was living was not fulfilling um i was spending a lot of time at work unhappy mm-hmm. uh and i have a daughter and to to watch her to say goodbye to her and go off to a place that i hated being and then come back and try to talk to her about living a life she loves seemed really almost hypocritical to be honest with you. Um, Mm -hmm. So all that together meant that I had to leave the law, but there was a period of time between leaving the law and finding home organizing. So it's not like my whole life I was like, I wanna be a home organizer and I'm just holding back. It wasn't that at all. It was was really just, I don't wanna be a lawyer anymore. And never really once did I think about, but well, <laughs> like, I know said. that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't know. And then once I left the law, I was like, okay, I guess I have to figure this out now. And it took me about, uh, let me see, two years until I, I found Home Organized and then realized, oh, and then all my friends were like, that's totally what you should do. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Y'all knew this whole time. <laughs> 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 uh, but it took a while. Um, and uh and during that time was the first time in my life I really listened to my intuition my intuition mm. was just like wait you'll figure it out it's don't force this don't force this like you forced the rest of your life just chill out yeah. uh, and so I did and then home organizing came about so that's what that's kind of how that all happened
0: I, I love that you shared that it wasn't Linear because I feel like it can very easily feel like it needs to be. Like, once you get clear that this wasn't the thing that you want to be doing, it feels like you should know what you're jumping into. But that's just almost all the most cases that's not the situation and it's not going to be linear. But that doesn't mean that you're not making progress and making moves like in a positive direction. Exactly. So, I that's awesome. So, now as a home organizer, yeah. um, you do you say home specifically, right? Home I, say home specifically. I don't
1: say professional awesome. organizer. Yeah, I can get into why, but essentially that word professional kind of gives me like nervous stomach and makes me feel uncomfortable. I just feel like in corporate America and the corporate world is like a certain way you have to show up, right? Mm-hmm. Professionally, right? You have to dress a certain way, you have to speak a certain way, you have to look a certain way. And I felt, feel like I struggled against that my entire career, right? This whole, yeah dress, code, whatever it is, whatever the things that you have to do. And I've just kind of resisted it all the time. Like, why can't I just be myself? Right. You know, like I, you know, it's, and it's all about who, you know, as opposed to the hard work that you've done. Like, it's just, it's just this very surface, uncomfortable space for me. And so the word professional reminds me of that, right? Like now I have locks. I didn't have locks when I was working. This is in a lot of instances, not deemed professional. Right. Mm -hmm. and I think if I'm showing up authentically, I'm not running around hurting people as, you know, my everyday thing, but then what's the problem with me showing up the way I am? And I just always felt like I didn't fit in. So wow. that's what the word professional feels like for me. And I, I think as a Black woman, you know, that's really even more pointed, right? Because the idea of professional, people still don't always look like we do. So, mm. yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate the transparency on that. And that's a really just that thought process is so spot on and kind of blowing my mind a little bit as I think about that. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Tell me a little bit about now what your typical day looks like with all, all the all the things that you're juggling on a regular basis. Ooh, okay. How long is this? <laughs> <laughs> We've got some okay. time, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. So my typical day, if I have a if I have a client, I'm gonna include if I have a client because I don't have I don't see clients every day. Um, I've actually recently set up my schedule so that I could have a lot more me time, a lot more me and my daughter time. Um, because wow. honestly, I was burnt out, and I was surprised to be burnt out considering I wasn't practicing law anymore. So I just did that recently. Um, but my typical day looks like I get up at six. Let's just say it's a weekday, right? I get up at six. From six to 6.30 is my morning practice. Um, And recently it's involved this awesome app that um, trains you in CBT, uh, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Um, And it's fantastic. It really sort of walks you through life scenarios and teaches you how to be a better person and all the different ways you want to improve. So like I have insomnia and like anxiety issues. And so I use it for that. And then with the rest with the rest of the time that I'm up before my kid before my kid is important, <laughs> then um, I'm able to kind of think through the day, plan a little bit, right? Um, and then I get her up. I'm making lunch. I'm making breakfast, and I'm hers until I drop her to school. Um, and then once I drop her to school, I come home. I work out, and I may be off to see a client. My client sessions are four hours. Uh, so that'll take up most of the time that I'm not with my kid. And then I come home from that. I usually have have lunch with my client. Um, and I'm doing I and I also after I drop off from school, I come home and have a little breakfast. And then um then I pick her up and mom time starts again. So the time I'm I'm very much an introvert. Like people are awesome and I love my friends and love connecting, but I definitely recharge on my own. And as a single mother, I don't get a lot of that space when she's here, right? It's mm. every two minutes, mommy, let me show you this. Or even if she's in the bath, mommy, you want to see this? Like, I'm like, I think when she's in the bath, it's going to be like 15 minutes of like, it's never 15 minutes of it's anything. Not. It's always like, Come <laughs> in it, let me show you what I'm doing. Um, and so I really do maximize the time when she's asleep. <laughs> um, and so once I get her to bed, then... I've promised myself no television and no social media, like no phone after I put her to sleep. So I'm reading, I'm writing my Mm. gratitude list. Um, I'm in a group called Cultivate Club. Um, We don't have enough time to explain what that is, but part of that is a daily practice where I talk about what are the things that make me feel alive? What are the things that drain me? What are the lessons that I learned? So I do that practice every day. Um, Awesome. And then, and that's kind of about it. So those are, that's like a typical day for me. Um, yeah, so generally that's what my days look like. I try to pad them on both ends with me time because during the day, like when the sun is up and when my daughter's out existing in the world, it's not that much time for me, but I definitely try to get it in. It's important for me to get it in so that I can show up as the mom I wanna be and the, you know, the home organizer I wanna be. Like, I don't wanna go to my client's homes if I don't get that time, I'll feel rushed and I won't feel full and I won't be able to be my full self. And that's who I want to be because I'm teaching them to be their full self. So i want to show up in that way for them. Yeah.
0: Oh, amazing. And I love what you said about you have this structure in place where you don't, you're not doing screen time after, after your daughter goes to sleep, because I think that that alone can be such a big game changer. Um, And I wonder if that was difficult for you to make that transition or if that kind of came easily to you. Is there a word that's harder than difficult? (laughs) (laughs)
1: That would apply here. Okay. Yes. And I didn't even realize the hole I was digging for myself as I was digging it. But when I got Mm -hmm. into a place where my calendar program that I subscribed to, like I was basically telling people, don't go through the calendar, just come to me and I'll squeeze you in. Like that should have been a sign like that I wasn't making the best decision for myself. But uh, it, I remember like a few months ago, just sitting on my couch, staring out. Like I didn't even know where to begin. I was so overwhelmed. and I was like, what is this? I'm not practicing law anymore. I like this work. This is, this is my purpose. This is my work. And I feel like I don't want to go to my clients. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Like I just need a moment. And so I, it was really hard. For me to, I sent an email to all my clients and told them the truth. I was like, you know, and they know this because in my sessions and in our conversations, I'm very open and I'm very honest. I want them to be open and honest with me. I need to know what are the things in their home that are pulling on their heartstrings that are difficult for them to let go. So in order for them to open up and create a safe container, I need to do the same. So I do this. This is just me, but I do this all the time. And that's not good in the corporate environment, by the way. So, so that's why I think over
0: there. <laughs> again, distancing but, from the whole professional connotation thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm um, again in the opposite of that. I'm like open and telling people, you know, anyway. Oh, so wow. um, so I sent an email to them and I was really honest. I was like, listen, I've been burnt out for months. Um, I was like, I have perfectionism perfectionism issues that I know I've mentioned to to probably all of you in our sessions. Um, I was like, and those issues caused me to overschedule myself and to create a situation where I was working too much and people pleasing. And I told them all of this in the email. I was like, so here's, and then I I basically said, I did this and now I'm doing this in order to be able to exactly like I just told you, show up fully for you. I was Mm -hmm. like, and not showing up halfway or um, regretting or anything like that. So I told them and then I gave them the opportunity to schedule all the next sessions, gave them all links. I was very open and clear with them as to what I was doing. And quite a number of them them responded with, that's fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being honest and telling us. And, you know, um, because it's important to me that I give them the space to understand that you know i'm not like i think with home organizers people expect us to be perfect or homes to be perfect i'm like i'm not perfect i screw things up royally my kid will probably tell me like every day i'm messing something up you know like and it's okay i give myself grace i'll figure it out you know and since then that part of my life has been better i got a virtual assistant i got i got a therapist in january I got a financial coach, like admitting that I need help was hard for me for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, and I have somebody that helps me clean my house because I know that my gifts are not cleaning my bathroom. My gifts are better spent elsewhere. And my daughter will tell you, I always miss spots anyway, like there's still dirt over there. <laughs> I'm like you're, not, like, you're not good at this, okay? Um, so, so I tried to, like I made space like physically, mentally, emotionally, so that I can be the person that I know I'm here to be. But if I'm squeezing myself into all these little boxes, you know, then I'm not, I don't have that space. And I get really frustrated and irritable, honestly. (laughs) So
0: I, you are speaking my language. I, I, I'm kind of just, my mind is blown thinking about this because it is so true. I think for me, something that I've had the tendency to do is like, okay, I identify something that's causing me stress and I might make a change in that specific situation. Um, But then it's like, well, maybe there are, I think the recognition that it's not just like one thing that like, you just need to not be exposed to anymore or need to be working in anymore. Like that doesn't solve all the problems. You're going to feel that I, at least in my situation, I've experienced that I'm going to do what I need to do to reach that stress threshold again. Even if I like, do you know the initial thing to, that I think is going to improve it? I'm gonna. I'm. I'm so used to being at this high level of stress and intensity and you know way beyond my capacity that I'm subconsciously going to find a way to get back there unless I identify some root causes that are that are really what's putting me in that place to begin with. If that makes sense.
1: That makes so much sense. I mean, you, I mean, like yes, yes, that is so true. <laughs> like when you when you believe that that level of productivity and doing is what makes you feel worthy, what or what makes you worthy. And then you'll con- you'll find some way to get there. It's kind of like, um, so we have leaks in, this, in my building and we've been talking about how the water gets in. It's like water will get in in any little space you give it, right? So it's sort of the same concept, like you give me a little space, I will fill that with busyness, right? I'll fill that with doing, I'll fill that with perfectionism, right? It's not until you get to, not until you look at the belief at the bottom of it. Like, what am I believing? Why am I believing that I need to be perfect or that perfectionism even exists or whatever, or that busyness is productive or whatever. With those beliefs, like once you get rid of those beliefs, then the actions and the behaviors will change as a result. But the belief first step, I tell my kid this all the time. We just use a math test every Friday and she didn't really love math. And on the way I was like, are you confident you're gonna do good in math She was like, yeah. like, and so I did, we did this whole thing a couple of years ago with like affirmations for math or like, I rock with remainders and I'm majestic with
0: multiplication. So we were saying, I love that. They just believe it. (laughs) That's amazing. That is amazing. But that that really is building on something that's so true is like, yeah, your actions are going to reflect what you believe at the end of the day, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah, this conversation, that is something that I have struggled with. forever, Forever, I I think think is tying my, my worth to my productivity levels specifically. And I know that that's, you know, a a pretty pretty common common situation, but man, it holds on tight, tight. no No matter what, what, like little shifts I think I'm going to make that are going to, you know, address that situation. No, I can't, I can't address my like place in life without adjusting where my heart and mind are at. So anyway, um, still very much growing and learning in that area. But I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like that this conversation alone is making me think, okay, I need to be um, zeroing in even more on this. Um, So I appreciate you bringing all of that up. You're welcome. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, I feel like this is related, but you also talk about kind of kicking settling and grind life to the curb. I love that. Tell me what it means to you and what you You want want people to know. know.
1: Okay. So I feel like for a huge part of my life, I settled. And I settled because I wasn't, I didn't even know what I wanted. I didn't even bother to figure out what I wanted, Um, but I knew that I was settling, right? There was always that little voice, that little something that was like, uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, right? You don't really like law school, okay? You don't want to take the LSAT. You don't want to apply. You don't want, like, you, what you the things that you want that are related to it, you can get in a different way. But I didn't want to like allow myself to, being a lawyer is a big deal, right? Like people are going to be, I mean, still, I remember telling people I was a lawyer and just watching the look on their faces. Oh, you know, you get you get such a, and I would get a high off of that. Um, And so I realized I settled in my career, my marriage, you know, just so that I could get likes. Like before there were mm-hmm. actually likes on Instagram I was trying to get likes in my life. In real life <laughs> in my life just live <laughs> live likes. And yes. um and in doing all of that I betrayed myself. With every major decision I made, I betrayed myself. And that's settling to me. Settling is ignoring your intuition. You know, my Mm -hmm. intuition told me, my intuition has been trying to talk to me for a long time. It told me when I applied to law school, told me with every job that I applied to that this wasn't for me and I just ignored it. So I think settling is when you get that nagging voice, which I personally think is the universe speaking to you. I think it's source talking to you um, and you ignore it. You're like, oh, I'm just going to push forward anyway. I'm going to do this anyway because... I think that's settling. I think that's ego. Um and to me settling is is doing what your ego says and not what you know your your um your intuition says. I think it's being impatient. I think it's forcing and not flowing. Um I think it's knowing in your heart something is for you but just being too scared to go after it, right? Like mm. I mean the two years between lawyer and home organizer were not scary for me um, because my intuition was just like, it'll be fine. You'll figure it out, right? You'll figure it out. It'll be okay. You won't be broke. Like the universe doesn't want you to be broke on the streets. You'll be all right. Uh, um, And I listened to that and trusted it. And then it led me to this incredible place that I'm in now. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: if I had taken a legal job, settling, right? Ignore my intuition. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I think settling is. And then the grind life part, I mean, we just talked about that. Um, you know, this working hard, like 80 hours a week, I was doing all that stuff for a really long time, right? And then pushing, like every little aspect of my life was how much can I do in, in a little bit of time? And my body, intuition, there we go again, has been saying to me, you need to slow down you need to do less and you need to choose well, right? Mm-hmm. We're doing all these things and not that they don't need to get done, but do you need to be doing them? And do they need to be, Do they really need to be getting done at all? Are they really essential to your life? Are they really important? Are they just, are you still just checking boxes and trying to keep up with these imaginary people, the Joneses <laughs> we want to keep up with? Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I slow down and when I rest, that allows me to be creative, right? For my business. It allows me to be present with my kid, right? The way that I've been living my life has been, I'm with my kid and thinking about 7,000 other things I need to do, or I'm with a client or with a friend and thinking about the 7,000 other things I need to do. And the stress that that wreaks on my body is palpable. So Yeah. yeah, not settling. So knowing what you want to do with your life, like following your intuition and then doing the same thing with, um, in terms of how you take action. I think mm-hmm. all of that together is kind of it. I want to put that like on a T well, I have it in my bio, but I should put it on a t-shirt. probably.
0: Yes, you totally <laughs> should. <laughs> uh, I think that is so good and has so many implications for so many people who hear this and, I, what you're saying also kind of explains why a lot of times it's not linear because when you're in that grind, there's no space to figure out what you want. There's no space to even identify where you should go from there. And so it makes sense that you would have this in between time of like needing to heal and recover and get still with yourself to figure out where to go from there.
1: Absolutely. Yes, that's absolutely true. Yeah, you don't have time to think, it's just do, do, do. And then the doing is not even not even focused on the things that matter the most. It's just checking things off a list and getting things done, right? So one of the places that I'm in right now is trying to figure out what is important, what's really important to me. And am I doing those things every day? If my vision for my life is to do X, Y, Z, but I'm not doing X, Y, Z on a daily basis or even a weekly basis, how am I ever going to get to that vision? So trying trying to make sure that my actions align with, what it is I really want, as opposed to running around doing all of this stuff. So this was the reason for my house cleaner, you know, my virtual assistant, right? Like things that need to be done, but do I really need to be doing them? And then making the space for that.
0: Oh yes, I, I remember the first time I heard someone say, like, talk about living a full life is aligning your actions with your beliefs. And just kind of how that rocked me to my core, the simplicity of that, but the like massive implications of it, of like, what if we just check ourselves consistently, check in with ourselves about what do we believe? What are we desiring on our like deepest level? And then is that what our life is looking like? It really can be that simple in terms of how to kind of check in with yourself and evaluate. It rocked my world the first time I heard that. And I just think it's so powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's just a matter of, sim- I mean, we make things so much more complicated than they have to be. And then you're sitting on your couch, burnt out one day, like, what, what am I doing, right? Like, it's really about simplifying it. Like, you don't need the amount of items you have in your house. You just don't, right? We think we do, but we really don't. Um, you don't need to be spending all your time doing, like, rent. like I live in New York City, right? So there's a, even in a pandemic, there's a thousand things to do here all the time. And a thousand fun things honestly, right? I could have a whole lot of fun just doing like, and never doing the same thing twice. But do I really need to be doing that? Maybe what I want to do is a little bit of that. And then some time just hanging at my best friend's house, shooting the breeze, right? Um, And the thing is you have to make those choices. And how do you make those choices in connection with your intuition, not considering ego, not considering fear, not considering what other people want for your life. And that's, and how do you get this thing still? staying still, right? And if you're running around, right, you, you don't have that opportunity to really find out what your truth is, you yeah. know? So when I work with my clients, one of the things that we do is, um, is there like, I try to tell them when you set up your sessions with me, if you have a child, get a babysitter. If you have a pet, put them away somewhere. Don't take any calls, like be present because you're making choices. And I don't want you to think about your husband, your wife, your job, like anything else. This is your time to think about you and where you are and to get still and to see what you want. And it's hard for people. Oh, let me take this call real quick. Oh, I got to. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, and also yeah. let me nudge you to like, maybe you want to not do that. right? But it's really hard, especially in a society where society pushes us to think that being being productive is success right yeah productive
0: in quotes because what even is being productive really
1: right right exactly so it's hard for people it's hard for me that's just I mean not just my kids hard for me you know I did a meditation this morning and I was kind of like you know it happens
0: yeah you know like I said I've kind of been on this journey of everything that we're talking about of learning you know the value of being still with myself and um, prioritizing just like gratitude and space in my life. Um, and some of the signs to me of realizing how cluttered my life had become was my inability, like my inability to take a silent shower. I couldn't not have music on. I couldn't not have a podcast on. I had so much anxiety if I tried to take a silent shower and I was like, this is not, this is not good. And thinking back to when I was like 12 or 13, I would take forever long showers in silence, just lost in my thoughts. And then here I am, you know, th- however many years later realizing I'm, I can't even do like a five minute silent shower because it's stressing me out that I'm not taking in something. That was like one of those moments of like, okay, something needs to shift and change because I've kind of, my, my baseline has gotten to an unhealthy level.
1: <laughs> right. I hear you. I'm And I get it because I'm like, I, are you and I the same person? Because exactly. I listen to podcasts okay. in the shower. Um, sometimes I'll even meditate in the shower, but it's always with like a guided meditation. I'm like, why can't I just be silent? I mean, with me, my showers always get interrupted. So it's not gonna be silent completely the whole time. Anyway. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, but even when my daughter isn't here, it's like, let me put something on, let me whatever. And there really is something to be said about being alone with yourself. You know, there really is. It's, it's so a true. thing. Yeah, but I I get that, man. I feel that sister. I really do.
0: and it's like you know again in my childhood that was something that was so that came so naturally to me but then over time that kind of gets muddied by all the all the things that you're taking in but that is something that's in us to like want that so anyway um and it's just so fulfilling and worth it to prioritize and that's what I'm learning and reminding myself on on a regular basis right now um okay so let's talk a little bit about Home organizing specifically. So, what are some of your top tips for people who might really struggle in this area? What do you, how do you even get the ball rolling on keeping a tidy and organized home?
1: Okay. So, first, let me say I'm trained in Marie Kondo's method, and I really believe in what she has brought to the industry. She revolutionized the way that people think about organizing and has made it very clear that it's about way more than just the things in your home. It's really about your relationship to those things. So the first thing I would say is don't think that you could squeeze organizing in like a trip to the supermarket in the morning and then maybe a dinner with your friend in the evening and then a few phone calls like you really need to allow the time to go through things and make your decisions and learn about yourself. If you think a closet will take you two hours, it will take you six or four right. It just takes longer than you think it will. You have more stuff than you think you do, okay? When you start taking it out, it's like, what? I cannot believe I have so many of X. It happens with every single client. Um, So allow yourself that time and space and really like allow for the importance of it, right? You are not just deciding what you wanna own, you are really deciding how you wanna live your life, essentially, right? Mm. I wanna show up wearing these clothes, right? These are the books that I want to read. These are the things that interest me. This is part of the life I want to lead. You're creating your lifestyle as you're choosing these things. It is not a small task. Um, So that's one tip. Second tip is, you know, I think most people out of the box will, you know, let's just say clothing again, you'll stand in front of your closet and what are these things I want to get rid of, right? I want to get rid of the sweater. I don't like it anymore. Or or I love this t-shirt, but it's got holes or whatever. I don't, I don't want this. And Marie suggests, and I think it's just fantastic that you look at it, op, you basically take a 180 to that. And you, instead of figuring out what you want to get rid of, you forget what you want to keep and you do it with, through a prism of joy. So you're looking at it and thinking, what are these things that light me up that I feel fantastic when I put them on, um, that, you know, every time I look at it, it makes me feel good or reminds me of a wonderful time or whatever it is. So you look, you're, you're you're approaching it from a journey of self-discovery and from a happy place so that instead of tidying and organizing being like a pain in the neck, right? And not to say that it isn't tedious. I mean, you're making choices over and over. So there is some work, there's physical work and mental and emotional work, but you're also learning about yourself and reminding yourself of who you are and the things that you love. Oh my gosh, I love yellow. It looks wonderful against my skin. Or I love, I love, you know, Pants that stop at the ankle, whatever it is, right, and you're remembering who you are, and then also you're curating not only a wardrobe for yourself or you're curating your home, but you're also able to then take the information that you've gained and go live the rest of your life. So once you're going out and looking at a sale rack, you know, you see something that's red and you remember, you know, this is interesting, but I'm not, red is not really my color, Yellow's my color, right, and so you're taking that knowledge of yourself and then going out and curating the life that you want around what you have learned about yourself in your own home. I think so people, you know, people normally think of, oh, this is just like a chore. It is not a chore, honey. It is life-changing and awesome and a beautiful act of self-care to do for yourself. Um, And then I think the last tip, I could go on forever about tips, but the last tip, (laughs) I would say, is it's kind of related to the joy thing, but don't keep anything in your home that makes you feel badly about yourself. Um, Mm. Sometimes we'll keep things out of guilt, um, out of fear. Um, I had a client whose grandmother like knitted and crocheted her a bunch of things. She's like in her early twenties and she had all this crochet stuff like stuck in a drawer. And then the truth came out that she doesn't really like this stuff. She doesn't like the crochet messenger bag. She's not really liking the crochet infinity (laughs) scarf. She's like, I don't really want this stuff. But her grandma's a little bit pushy and a little bit controlling. And her grandma, you know, will come over to her apartment and be like, Where, so where's that infinity scar? Like she would ask after the oh, thing, she man. Made for her, right? And so for her to stand up and say, kind of don't really like it was hard, but we, we got there. She was able to let go of it. But, you know, but what I'm saying to your audience is don't keep those things that make you feel badly by yourself. You're not honoring someone by keeping their things stuck in a drawer or putting them in the back of a closet. That's not I mean, you might think it's kind, but the kindness would actually be if you use the things and if you're not going to use the things, allow them to leave your space so that someone who actually they do spark joy for. And who doesn't have those feelings of guilt or fear around them can love them and use them because things are meant to be used and loved and worn and touched and keeping them in a drawer is just, it's just not what you want to do. Make, make space for in that space for things that you actually love.
0: Oh, see, in that like three minutes or five minutes, however long you were just chatting through some tips. it's I, I feel like you hit on all the potential situations that are going to come up about what to keep, Surprise. what to get rid of and why, and why to even do this in the first place. You know, um, so good. So, so good. Thank you for sharing that. And then I'm also curious what this looks like for you and for your clients when there are kids in the mix, how, mm-hmm. how does that work? And what tips do you have for parents of children?
1: <laughs> okay. So I've got one and she wouldn't like me saying this, but she's like a listen to this podcast for many years. I'm sure she's a Little. <laughs> So, you know, she's not the tidiest and um, and she doesn't like to tidy every day. And it's much more important to me that she's loving and kind and fun. And, you know, like, there are other qualities about her that I'm more interested in fostering than forcing her to tidy every day. So what we do is once a week, she'll like reset her room for the week. So she'll put her clothes away that I've washed and stuff like that. So I think you know, you kind of got to know your kid a little bit and figure out, you know, what core values are you trying to foster in them? If you want them to be like perfectly organized, you want them to tidy every day, then make them do it. With my kid, I tried a little bit and she was like, no, 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 no. So, so now we do it once a week and it's fine. Um, so know your kid a little bit. Second thing is, you know, they can, I mean, I think if they're two, they probably can't, but I think at like three, four and up, they're able to decide whether something sparks joy or not, right? It's those Mm -hmm. toys that they play with the most, you know, they're able to say, yes, I really love this, or I don't love this. And you can talk to them about letting things go to other children who may not have what they have, right? And they can understand that concept of being kind to others and considerate and whatever. Um, So I think, you know, don't think it's too early, it's probably never too early to start these habits. Um, And then I would also say, in terms of like, literally where to put things and how to put things, kids love color, they love the rainbow, and they love and labels are helpful. So my daughter's books are organized by the rainbow. Um, So Roy G. Biv, so she wants a book like, I mean, I'm a very visual person, I organize my books this way too, she is also and so she'll remember, okay, this is red and I know I need to go to the red section. And there's labels. So like there's a space for her dolls, her baby dolls and her stuffed animals and her dress up clothes. But if you put a little label, right? And, and that label can even be a picture. Instead of, um, instead of like the words, if they're too young, you can put like a little picture of a stuffed animal or a little picture of like balls or whatever you have in that section. And then they're able to put their things away. Um, so make it easy for them. Um, and kind of, you know, in this way they'll be able to maintain it even without you saying, Hey, put your balls away, right? They'll be able to see that a ball is on the label and then stick it right in there.
0: So let's talk about Painted Tree Boutiques. If you didn't already know, this podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques, which is truly an experience like no other. If you are looking for an amazing shopping experience to have with a friend or family member. This is your spot. There are hundreds of vendors under one roof, all specializing in gifts, decor, fashion, soaps, candles, and so much more. And there are painted tree locations all across the nation. So this is an incredible opportunity to support small businesses, small shop owners, and get some truly incredible, unique finds and quality time with people that you love. Again, it comes back to the experience like no other at Painted Tree. So visit paintedtree.com to learn more and find your nearest location. That's P-A-I-N-T-E-D-T-R-E-E dot Thanks, friends. Oh, so practical. Such good tips. Thank you for sharing those. Um, my daughter is a year and a half, so we're not quite to the... To the Things that you're talking about, but I'm storing them away for not too long from now. I'm learning; it's going to be here quickly. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, Pia, how would you describe your style? Um, and then also, like, how does that play into your life?
1: Oh my goodness! So, I'm very colorful, literally. Uh, I my see house the painting
0: is- behind you. I see the proof <laughs> That's of it. Right.
1: Yep, yep. Every color in the rainbow is behind me right now my house is colorful, um, my marketing for my, my business, web pages, like everything is colorful. And I think for a long time, it was not, right? I sort of lived in like this grayscale, um, neutral world that didn't really feel good to me. And so once I decided to be my full self, color just exploded all over the place. Um, so I would describe my style as colorful, imaginative very visual which is not fostered when you're a lawyer You've, you you spent a lot of time up in your brain and I had no idea how visual I was until mm-hmm. I let that cat out of the bag as well um and I would say I'm very you know I'm very thoughtful um I definitely try to be intentional with my life um, But I would say my style is really to, you know, underneath all of that is really just have as much fun as I can, you know, have as much fun as I can and allow myself the space for that. So I think that's also why I'm moving in this direction of like a little slower, doing a little less so I can make space for all those fun things that are sort of hiding in the background waiting for for me to show up.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so good. So good. And that kind of answers like how style adds value to your life because to you owning what your style really is, is very healing to you. It sounds like, and has kind of been part of this major growth in your, in your life. So that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so how do you balance posting great content kind of on a regular basis, which you do very well, um, with maintaining some boundaries with technology? It's
1: not easy. It really is. Not easy. <laughs> um, over the past couple of months, I have not been posting as much because it takes a long time, honestly, to put together. Like, first of all, I need the space to create the idea. Like the idea has to come to me, right? And then I need space to design because my, 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 uh, my shares are very designed and intentional with every color, every font, all the things So, um, and I love doing it. I love doing it. So the next thing I know, it's like hours. I'm like, crap, I spent three hours on this one Instagram post. What am I doing? (laughs) So I'm right now trying to figure out how to work that back into my life so that I can get back to posting much more consistently. But that all being said, the way I manage that is, I mean, the thing is I love it. So I don't want to give it away to anybody else, you know? But the way that I manage that is really to tell myself no. I think the biggest, like I can, cause I can be on Instagram all day. I love pictures, I love videos. I love, you know, and my my feed is curated so that I see all the things that fill me, right? I'm not just, I don't just have crap in there. Um, so yeah. I, you know, I've, I just recently decided I wasn't going to do anything late, right? So after my daughter goes to bed at nine, if I'm lucky, 9.15, 9.30. Um, <laughs> after she goes to bed, I really try to leave that space for me to wind down. Um, and I know because I see a functional medicine doctor who tells me the truth about all the things that I thought were good for me. <laughs> She's like, no, that's, no, you shouldn't be having that. So I've learned a lot about blue light. I've learned a lot about what affects my sleep. Um, I've learned a lot about connecting with myself. Um, And I know it's not good for me to be on social media all the time. You know, it's just not. And so I need to take care of myself so that I can take care of other people. And so I just tell myself no. And it's the hardest lesson. Telling myself no is the hardest lesson I've had to learn. I still am terrible at it sometimes, but I just tell myself no. And I've been telling myself no with posting for months now. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you, another thing that I'm learning is you just have to give up what you want in the moment for the sake of what you want the most, give up what you want now for what you want the most. And I feel like that's kind of a mantra that I keep coming back to, um, in so many areas of life. So that sounds like that's what is happening here with, with yeah. what you're talking about.
1: Absolutely. Like developing that patience, which I don't have a lot of, I wasn't raised by someone who had any, <laughs> and I just, it's hard, especially when I'm parenting a 10 year old honestly, she's pre she's preteen already, but like mostly by myself. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes my patience is just, it's definitely not in this apartment. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, um, you kind of already hit on this, but just what are your top, the top rituals in your day that you feel like are the most impactful and important for your mental health?
1: Okay. So, oh, there's so many. I'm very like, I'm very ritual focused apparently. Um, my morning practice, um, recently I started getting up and saying, thank you. First thing I say, and that matters. So gratitude, I do a gratitude practice at night and then I say thank you in the morning. That mm-hmm. has helped to change my perspective because I was raised very pessimistically and judgy and critically. And so that's changed my perspective um, a lot. Like sometimes I'll, I'll go through the day and I'll have like a not great day and I'll have a list of things to be grateful for at the end of the day and I'm like, whoa, this is, this is pretty good. So gratitude practice has been important. Um, I think honoring, I think my consistent practice of looking at myself and looking at what I do, how I show up, um, is important for me. Um, I love doing it. I probably should have been a psychologist or a therapist. I feel like, um, I love it so much.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I can see it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're, you're impacting people in that realm regardless right yes. now. You know? Yes, exactly. I am. I am.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's important. And I would say the things that I do with my daughter. Um, so like we have a no media day where we don't watch TV or anything like that. We have, um, I do 30 minutes with her one-on-one, whatever she wants to do every day. Um, she pushed me to the side last night because she had to draw a picture for her friend, but that's okay. It <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I'm there though, I was there. Um, so we do this practice in the car on the way. So we say like this little kind of morning prayer. And then I got this thing from Nipsey Hussle. And he's, he used to say this to his daughter all the time when he dropped her to school. And I was like, this is so beautiful. And I feel like it's a way to honor him too. And I feel like he, he just was a brilliant mind. But anyway... I say to her, what is confidence? And she says, believing in yourself. And then I say, do you have confidence? The answer should be yes. What is integrity? Integrity is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Do you have integrity? Yes. And then what is the difference between a leader and a follower? Um, a leader is someone that thinks for themselves. Are you a leader? Yes. And we do that every day.
0: Mm, and so wow. those
1: kinds of things that sort of, I know, right? I was like, man, Nipsy, good. I going to use that for my kids. Uh, right. So, Those things, I think, instilling those habits in her, telling her, like, you know, believing in herself. And then I also ask her at least once a year, maybe sometimes more frequently, but sometimes she's very honest. So sometimes I'm like, I don't want to ask that often. Like, what are the things that mommy does that bother you? And she's like, Mm -hmm. you do this. And there's always at least five things. (laughs) This and this and this. And I'm like, and then they're always helpful they're hard to hear sometimes i'm just like oh god am i doing that damn it and then mm-hmm. i want to be like i'm not doing that and i know i'm doing i know it. i know it. i know i'm showing up that way so those practices are really fulfilling to me and they make such a difference in my life
0: mm. awesome and hers awesome. i hope so yeah oh my gosh so good um what are some key pieces of advice that you would give to your younger self
1: listening to everybody else, man, just what do you want? There's nothing wrong with the way you think. There's nothing wrong with the way you are. There's nothing wrong with the way you look. You know, I'm a highly sensitive person. I've always been told, you're so sensitive, but I'm happy. I'm now I'm older. I'm like, yeah, I'm happy I'm sensitive. I feel things fully. I love that I love with my whole heart. When I get angry, I get angry with my whole, I don't know, ego, I don't know. But but I, I like that I feel fully. Um, I have a friend who said, who's also similar. And he said to me, he said this to me years ago. He's like, well, we get to love hard and like everything, we really feel things. Isn't that amazing? And I'm like, it's amazing, you know? So yeah, I would tell myself, you know, it's okay that you're sensitive and that you cry often. It's fine. Um, and it's okay that you're tall. Oh, I like the tallest girl in the class. Like, it's okay that you look the way you do. It's fine, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you're beautiful just as you are and, you know, listen to yourself more than you listen to other people. So So
0: powerful, so powerful. Um, What makes you feel like the best version of yourself?
1: When I'm seen and heard and understood Mm. that, that's what I love, like that real, connection where someone really sees you and they get you. Um, So as part of this group, I'm in Cultivate Club. We had to ask five people, uh, what are my superpowers? So I asked, I think four people. um, And one of my friends said, like my discernment right like I'm able to sort of see into things and I kind of you know she's never said this to me before right and I thought I was like yeah I feel like I can kind of get to things before maybe the other person can get to them um and she gets that about me and I felt so seen and I felt and she's one of my best friends and I was just like yes. right like yeah and the things that my friend said Felt like, yeah, that is me, right? Like, one of my friends said I had tenacity. Yeah, I got tenacity, right? Like, I, I do. I'm resilient. I'm, all, you know. So, um, so when someone really sees me and gets that, maybe sometimes my slightly—let me take away the slightly. Maybe sometimes my aggressive exterior. <laughs> um, there's really tenderness going on behind there right? And someone who can see that and get that and know that I'm always coming from a place of help and support and kindness, even when I may be a little gruff. That's the way I was raised, right? I'm learning to be more gentle with the things I'm working on. But that matters. It matters, you know? It does. It totally
0: does. does. Oh, beautiful. Tell me where you kind of when you are on social media, what are you taking in? What do you choose to take in? What are some of your favorite social media accounts to follow or podcasts to listen to? Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: My well, leak <laughs> teal, she um, owns CurlBox, which is a monthly delivery service of like um, hair care products for people of color. And, you know, I don't need monthly delivery products of hair. You know, I don't, I don't particularly need that for my own hair. I've never gotten a curl box, but she blows my mind with every post, every podcast episode. I mean, I just like, and I listen to them in the car I'm like, crap, I need to write this down. (laughs) I'm like, I want to be, she is just, I mean, she skipped the first grade. Like she's apparently like, like, you know, some genius kind of on the scales or whatever, but she just is so, I don't know. And she's black. She's a black woman too. Right. And I just get so filled from smart, kick-ass black women. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes. Just, just like, you know, kill the stereotype. There's all the things I just, she just fills me so much. And um, so I really like her a lot. I follow her. I tap every story. You know what I mean? Like she's super like,
0: fan. Yes. super fan. Oh, amazing.
1: Like, like geeked in a weirdo. Um, and another person is Alex L, um, who is she's a writer and uh um she's a lot of different things, but she's a writer and a and a healing facilitator. And so she just got certified in breathworks. She does that now too. But she is, she's written many books. She just um she shares her thoughts and like these sort of small quotes and sort of life affirming, comforting like comforting, she's just, just like this comforting, warm space. So one of the things I heard her say the other day was, you know, when all the protests were going on last year, she kind of felt this need to sort of do something. And she was talking to her friend and her friend was like, you don't need to be at the front of a march. Like this is the space that you serve, the space of comfort and getting back to yourself and trusting yourself mm-hmm. and believing in yourself. And so that's what she does. That's, what she, that's the space that she provides on the internet, I've taken through her courses, Again, I tap all the stories, right? And she's just, and she's a mom. And so how she's navigating that and she's a wife and how she's like, all the things I just, I adore her. Um,
0: Amazing.
1: And it's usually not organizers, (laughs) but I also (laughs) really like, I like to have fun and laugh. So I'll follow comedians and stuff like that. I like to follow therapists. I follow healers like Alex L. I follow, and I, I love to learn. So I'll follow, like, I follow Adam Grant. I follow, like, James Clear. I follow, you know, like, um, I follow Malcolm Gladwell. I follow, like, these sort of, like, I don't know, mind-blowing people because I love to have my mind. I love it. I love, wow. like, reading something and I'm like, man, I didn't think about it that way before. That's awesome. And then I want to tell, yeah. like, 12 people about it. So I love that and I love it in any space, like blow my mind with organizing even, you know, um, I just like people that do things like differently out of the box, you know? Um, I think I'm one of those people too. Like I just, but it feels, it feels, it's not a rebel thing. I think it's just more of like, I don't, I just feel like I have more to say. You know, I have more to, like, I said this to somebody the other day, that I just wanna, I wanna leave this planet with all my gifts out on the table. Like, I just want everything out of me. Um, And there's a book I got recently called Die Empty. I think that's what that book is about. But like, I just wanna die empty. Like, I want all of it out. And it's not, Mm. it's just these, it's just a different, like I have a different perspective on practically probably everything, but, but. I just love people like that it inspires me. I love to be inspired and inspire other people. Yeah.
0: Oh, so good. So good. Um, okay. So we are to the portion now called rapid fire questions. I'm going to start a sentence and you're going to finish it. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. The color I wear most often is. Green. <laughs> <So> Green. My <laughs> favorite book is.
1: The conscious parent.
0: My favorite breakfast food is?
1: Recently, smoothies.
0: Oh yes. My favorite app on my phone is? Bloom. Okay. My favorite outfit I've ever worn is?
1: This is hard. I love clothes. (laughs) Uh, My favorite. Okay. I think it's a corduroy jumpsuit Um, yeah it's a corduroy jumpsuit that's like the color of like a rust almost it's like an orangey rust color and first of all I don't have to think that hard because I just put it on it's like a whole thing but it's just I think how it looks good on my skin I'm going on about this one I know
0: but you're fine
1: it's pretty fabulous and um, it's got a little 70s thing to it too the bottoms are a little bit flared. Yeah. Love. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, and anything you can just throw on and feel great in is always a plus when you just, it's a one, one single thing. I love it. Um, okay. When I was little, I wanted to be
1: a teacher, a teacher. And I think I am
0: my favorite place. I've, yeah, you absolutely are now. Oh, that's beautiful. You are. Uh, My favorite place I've ever been is
1: oh, the Amalfi coast in Italy two years ago. Um, Oh my God. It was incredible. I want to go back.
0: Oh, amazing. That's on my list. The best piece I've ever piece of advice I've ever received was. What? (laughs) You can just pick one of your faves. It's okay. (laughs) <laughs>
1: uh, okay, wait, wait, okay, I know, I know. Give me a second, I'm gonna, I, I've been writing down some of my weak things. Okay, um, this is pretty good. Um, no, I got two, I think I got two, I think I got two. That's okay. totally fine. All right, just because you made 10 poor choices in a row doesn't mean the 11th choice is gonna be poor. Ooh. As someone who struggled with self-love, Um, and believing in herself, that's important. Like, yes, I have made poor choices. They kind of suck, some of them, honestly. (laughs) But it doesn't mean that I can't change the story now. Even with the same topic and the same subject, that's a big deal, like, that breathes life into me. Um, And then this is related, I guess. Uh, Your story is not what happened to you. Your story is what you make happen. Oh, yeah. Like, done, like, I don't want to play this victim anymore. Like, oh, my marriage, man, man, and the success in society. No, my story is what I'm building right now because I'm finally being myself. And yeah, and if anything, if my style, like if I had to define my style with one word, it would be truth, you know? Mm-hmm. It would be truth, like living in my truth.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that I love it. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, my role model is oh my God.
1: Role model? I guess it's probably my league person, Alex. I mean, I don't know both of them for different reasons. I think right.
0: Yeah. 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 I love it. I love Tracy. Love That's me. a hard one.
1: Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I can name seven people. All right, let's just move on to the next. One.
0: <laughs> you and I are very alike in that way. Um, right now, I am learning about
1: probably two things learning about um, making better choices about how I spend my time, how to make those decisions how to set up my schedule unapologetically too and the boundaries around that so that's one um and the second thing is uh learning to get out of my own way with respect to the decisions that I make because I find that I got this from my league too I quote her a lot but um
0: I need to check her out
1: I know you yeah, gotta check her out but her but like You can make a vision board and a lot of people make vision boards, but are you taking action on that vision board? Right. So Mm -hmm. doing is as much as I do, I'm not really doing because I'm not doing the important things. So the decisions, the fear, the things that are keeping me back from living the life that I want, I, um, I made a list the other day called projects I'm avoiding. And Mm -hmm. as I wrote them down, I was like, okay, I'm doing this because either I hate it or I'm afraid of it. Right, but it's not like I can I can do these things. So seeing where I'm getting in my own way and making better choices, I think is, yeah,
0: that's both of those huge. are heavy topics, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you got to deal with it anyway. It's yeah, big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my style icon is.
1: I mean, for clothes, I would say Tracy Ellis Ross. I want everything she wears. Oh, she's amazing. I love her. Um, for business, I'd say my leak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for life, just enjoying life, you know, walking yourself through the hard times. I think Alex L. So maybe that's why oh. I said all three of them because they like, they're like the trilogy to me, <laughs> like they just yeah. have all this, you know, yeah.
0: Oh, awesome! Awesome. Okay, I love what I do because, oh my gosh, what come on?
1: <laughs> oh, because first of all, I people invite me into their homes, it's a big deal, right? Um, and I don't take that for granted so. I love being able to change someone's life for the better. It's like being in service. Like I feel like as a lawyer, like it's a service job but I just kind of like gave rich people even more money. I didn't feel like fulfilling, but this yeah. like helping a mom be happier when she's at home, right? After she's has like, after she's worked nine to five and has two small kids, you know? Like there's nothing better than improving someone's daily life. I think That's awesome. Um and I get to be myself, my full self. Like I curse, tell the truths, and like I wa- I walked in to my client the other day and I had a stomachache. I was like I have a stomachache. My client said, Oh, let me make you some peppermint tea, maybe some tea, some ginger tea actually. made me some tea. And I kind of was like, if I was at work, I would just go, nobody would know I had a stomachache, nobody would care. Nobody would care. I'd have to go to the yeah. pantry and find like some unorganic peppermint tea to sort of make it work, you know? <laughs> and so, organic. yeah, unorganic, like whatever the opposite of organic is processed, I guess. But, um, <laughs> so like, I just, I can be honest. I can tell my stories. I, you know, it's so important to me to just be myself. Like I call it um, 360 degrees of Pia. Like no matter where I am, I can show up as my full self. So the same person I am with my clients, the same person I am with my kid, same person I am with my family, my friends, like I'm the same, the same person I am on this podcast. I'm the same person. I used to have to go and pretend to be somebody else so that I could stomach what I was doing all day. Like, I don't have to do that now. So there's a freedom, you know? Um, And what else? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I often don't have to set an alarm. <laughs> my client says, just that's start amazing in the morning. <laughs> like I have to get up that early. I don't know. Like, but that's it. I think in, impacting people's lives and being able to show up as my full self. That's it.
0: Mm. That's those, it. those are huge, huge, no small thing. Um, no. Awesome. So, Pia, how can people who are listening to this and are like, I want more of what you are sharing? How can people connect with you online?
1: Okay. So there's so many ways. All right. So uh, my, my website is my the name of my business actually is sweet digs. And my website is sweet digs.com because the guy who owns sweet digs wanted like a bazillion dollars. And I was like, no, not doing that.
0: <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> Always so dad. unfortunate when that happens,
1: you know, I was like, what, how much does he want? Forget it. Um, so sweet digs.com. Um, my Instagram is sweet underscore digs. I'm also on Facebook and Pinterest and all that stuff. You can get that from my website. Um, and if you want to book an intro call with me, that's easy to do to my website. I give like a 30 minute um, free meet and greet where we meet on video and chat it up. And, um,
0: and, yeah. and yeah, so that's how you can get in touch with me. Awesome, awesome. And is there anything else that you'd like people to know as they're following along?
1: I guess the one thing that comes to mind is if you are, especially as you listen to this, sitting amongst clutter in your home, don't be embarrassed. Um, Don't feel badly. Um, And if you are thinking you wanna reach out to an organizer, whether that person's me or not, like the right organizer will not judge you. We're just there to help. And no one comes out of the, well, I shouldn't say that, I did. I've always been organized. My life hasn't been tidy. And I've had a lot of clutter, right? I had a lot of stuff because I was empty, and so I used to buy a bunch of things. Um, there are some people who are naturally organized, but you don't have to be, right? I think we, there's like a a lie going around that you know your house is supposed to be like if you if you're able to have a family, hold a job, or if you're supposed to just maintain this. I mean, and I just think we like society, cu- our culture has told us a lie about how much we can actually do without losing our minds. So once yes. I accepted that belief, I started hiring a bunch of people too. Like I'm, I can't do everything on my own. Either I'm running a business. I got a precocious 10 year old. Like I'm trying to learn all the things in the world. I cannot also,
0: yeah.
1: you know, sometimes my home is not tidy. I had an intro call with a client a couple of days ago. Wonderful. We had such a great conversation and I was like, I'm going to show you the laundry that's on my couch right now. (laughs) So I put the, (laughs) right. Like, you know, I took it out right before this call. I may not get to it right away. I actually have to run out right now that our call is done. Like it happens. Life gets lived. It's okay. And even if you hire an organizer or straight up your whole house, it's not going to always stay like that. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with you. And if you like it like that, there's also nothing wrong with you it's totally fine. Whatever floats your boat and makes you feel comfortable. Um, but there's also a path to maintain a less cluttered space. If that is what you so desire.
0: Oh, Pia, you have just really brought it in this conversation. And I thank you so much for, for the focus and attention that you brought to this and for setting aside time in your day to chat with me about all these things. I, I, there, I'm going to have to go back and listen and take some notes because there were just so many like truth bombs in this conversation <laughs> that I'm super grateful to you for, for bringing.
1: Oh, thank you. It was lovely to talk to you. I'm so, I'm so, I'm still so thankful that you even asked me like, this is like such a big deal. Um, and thank you. And I, I appreciate those comments that just fills me up. So thanks so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I will talk to you soon, Pia.
1: Yes. Bye.
0: Bye. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Oh my goodness. Now you know what I was talking about. She is just, she's amazing. And I feel like there was so much that she said that I was like, oh my gosh, that is something I'm really going to have to sit with for a minute. So I hope that you guys, you know, had some of those moments as well. Um, She was awesome to chat with. And. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you would share it with a friend. Think of somebody who might appreciate listening to this like you did and share it with them. Share the Life & Style podcast love with them. It really does mean a lot. Don't forget to connect on Instagram at the Life & Style podcast. I've been having a lot of fun on the Instagram stories over there. So please connect with me over there. It's a lot of fun. And I will chat with you soon. We'll be back with a brand new episode next week. Bye, friends. This podcast episode was produced by the marketing and media team at Painted Tree Boutiques. Special thanks to Aiden McMillan, Carissa Rodriguez, Becca Melton, and all of the Painted Tree shoppers, staff, and vendors that make this project possible.